Hey everyone, Quincy here. Wanted to say thank you for catching this replay of the hashtag Ask a Soccer Pro show on your audio platform of choice. You can re-listen to this episode and all our other interviews, episodes, and audio shows over at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also learn more and enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash PSTM. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash PSTM to enter to win for free today. Thanks again and enjoy today's episode. Yo, what up, MLS fan base? Jordan Alves, welcome. B Fernandez, what up? Adora Birth, what's going on? Welcome, welcome. What up, guys? B Fernandez, thank you very much. I appreciate that. We're doing it for you. What's going on, guys? So, I'm getting all set up here. Oh, uh oh. The little one is trying to break into the room while I'm setting up for the live. Welcome, welcome! What up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Ask a Soccer Pro Show, episode 9. I think we're on episode 9. It might be 10, but I think we're on 9. I'm your host, 10-year MLS pro Quincy Marqua, and you know what time it is. It is the Ask a Soccer Pro Show, where you get your chance to ask anything and everything soccer and non-soccer related to a decade-long pro in the MLS, me, your favorite. Guys, welcome to the live. Let everyone trickle in. If you're just joining us for the first time ever, let me know where you're sh- calling in from. I think last, what was it last week? We had some people in Australia. We had someone in Japan. It's kind of crazy. Where else? Where else? New Zealand. I think that was last week. Uh, drop in where you're coming up, calling in from. Atlanta, Georgia. Shout out Atlanta, Georgia. What up? Oh, two from the ATL. Adorable's from the ATL. Maryland. MLS fan base, Maryland. What was that? Yeah, you want to set that up? Oh, hold on one second, guys. I'm going to go grab the computer. Is already logged into the live? Press live on what? Hold on, guys. Sorry. Whoa. Welcome. Yeah, drop where you're calling in from. I'm also going to go on... I'm going on live on Facebook, because I know there's a lot of people over on Facebook that, are, that we're trying to join in. So let's get that going as well, too. There we go. I don't know. Hold on, guys. Give me just a quick second. But yeah, keep dropping where you're calling in from. Uh, and also, drop in some questions that you guys got for me. I got a couple of questions over here on the Instagram, on my Instagram page. You can now pull to your live video. Okay, cool. Click here to go live on the broadcast. So yeah, guys, hey, we're going multi, multi with it. I'm going live on Facebook and live on Instagram. And then while I'm at it... I'm also going to pull up my account so I can get to the questions. But let's see what we got. Uh, what else here? Ohio, go crew. What up? 
Very solid Shay. Welcome to the live, guys. I appreciate having you. And we're going to get into it. It's going to be a good one today. I'm feeling good today. I'm feeling real good. I'm feeling sharp. I'm feeling sharp. So before I kick it off, could someone do me a favor and drop the good old link, www.perfectsoccerskills.com slash book. You guys know what it is. The book. It's live. And guess what? I just made updates to the book. You know me. Every time I have these lives and I talk with you guys, I think of new things. I learn new things. So that's why I appreciate having you guys here and getting your questions answered. And the more questions you ask, the deeper I can go and the more knowledge I can drop into your dome. So if you haven't read the book already, make sure you read the book because yeah, it's, it's a good one. And not only that, it's free. And on top of that, it's going to help you develop better questions to ask so I can get down to the root of anything that is standing in your way and help you as best as I'm able. So, oh, there we go. Fan base. There we go. Can we pin comment? Thank you very much, MLS fan base. I appreciate that. Um, and we're going we're gonna to jump into it. We're going to jump right in. So let's see. Guys, guys, guys. Uh, uh, Jordan, I know you had, you you've asked me a couple. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go in on it. So, Jordan, could you give me some more context? The last time, guys, and sometimes I end up repeating myself, which is good because a lot of you are new, and other ones of you have heard some of this stuff before. But guess what? It's great to hear the same thing over and over again until it becomes second nature. So, if you can understand or know that I'm repeating myself, that means you're learning something which means I'm doing my job. So Jordan, could you go into more detail as to where I left off the last time we went over linear versus exponential? And um, maybe send me, send me a message, send me a direct message, or you might be on your phone, so you might not be able to send me a direct message. Type in here uh, the, where we left off last, and then I'll, I'll find that and I'll pick back up and I'll make sure I give enough time, enough time for that as well too. And guys, you know I like to reward you and have a good time for joining in on the live. I appreciate having you. I'm going to do a giveaway. I'm going to do a giveaway. And you guys got to remind me because I'll get I get all over the place and I'll forget about the giveaway. But today's giveaway will be a perfect soccer soccer ball. One of our brand new ones. We just got them in stock. And they're baller. And um, let's see. Someone give me a suggestion as to how we should pick. How how we should pick. How we should pick a, a winner today. Give some suggestions, and I'll think about that as well too. And then I'll figure out what we're doing with that. And you know the best part: the only way you can be eligible to win is if you hang on with the live with me the whole time. That's part of it. But while we're doing it, I'll think of some other stuff. So, for those of you who are joining in early in on the live, you know your opportunity to win a perfect soccer soccer ball. And all you got to do is make it to the end of the live. Because by the end of the live, we will determine how we select a winner. Because we like to have fun with it. If someone gives me a good idea, we'll, we'll put that into rock, paper, scissors. I like that. Or maybe figure that one out. Uh, okay. Sorry. I am trying to get to the questions that were asked. There we go. Perfect. Okay. 
I remember before I started this account when Quincy did a lot of FIFA giveaways. Yes, that is true. I did do a lot of FIFA giveaways. And I will be circling back around to doing those giveaways again. I was building out all this stuff that you guys see, getting all this stuff organized in order. So we do have a giveaway list. So I think it's perfectsoccerskills.com slash giveaway to win giveaway prizes weekly. I will have to do like a makeup one for like three months here soon. So if you're not on that list, you're definitely going to want to get on there because when I do my makeup uh, giveaway, it's probably going to be super legit. But on to the questions at hand and the tasks at hand today. Let's see. The first one, J-L-A-R-I-O-S-1005 had asked, what areas do I have to work on when going into high school soccer next year? Now, that is a difficult question to answer because there are many things and many parts of your game that you can always improve and get better on, better at and better on. But the one thing that is true for everybody and will never not be true and never not something you can always be working on is an alignment with what I posted on the Perfect Soccer channel or account today, which is MSL, guys. We don't play MLS. We play MSL, the Mental Strength League. And the biggest, number one, largest thing that you can always be working on no matter where you are in your soccer career, youth or the pros, is your mental strength. How are you preparing yourself mentally to overcome the obstacles, the adversity, the difficulty, all of that that is going to be a part of your soccer experience, a part of life, to be honest with you. I know we talk a lot here about soccer, and soccer is what's kind of brought us all together, and that's something that we are all passionate about. But the lessons we learn in soccer apply to our lives, or at least they should. I believe they should because I've gotten a whole lot out of playing soccer that I've applied to my life, and that has allowed me to find what I determine is successful for myself. And success to me is getting to hang out with you guys on the live, answer your questions, um, help as best I can, create books, soccer balls, products and services and all of that, right? That wouldn't have been possible if it wasn't for, you know, soccer. To be honest with you, soccer is the reason that I've uh, been able to do this. But the only reason it's been able to come to fruition is because I have, from the moment... I entered the league professionally, and well before that, but let's talk about just on the professional side, looked at this as a mental game, as a long-term strategy, as a long-term game. And we can jump into what that long-term game is because I'm really, really wanting a lot of you younger guys and girls out here watching this to understand we are playing a game of time, time game. What's the one thing you have that someone older than you does not have? Oh, what was that? Time. That is correct. But what is the one thing that you have that you don't value as much as the older person does? Ha! Huh, again, that's time. Why is that? Is it because you think you have an unlimited amount of it? Is it because you don't think it's very valuable? Well, why is that? Hmm. Ask yourself those questions. And then if you don't know the answer, start there. And start figuring that out. Why don't you value your time? Or why do you value your time? See, MSL already. Let's go. Uh, Quincy, I've got three publishers ready for our autobiography. Shall we call them? I think we should. I think we should. MLS memes. Speaking to myself in the reflection of the live to myself on my other account. 
which isn't my account, but it is. Or is it? It's going to be good. In the future, when we write this biography, it's going to be pretty legit. Um, very solid Shay 99 asks, how can I become better in the air? Uh, do you mean like physical strength to beat people off the ball? Or do you mean timing of your header? Because those are two separate things. And I'll jump quickly into both. So if you're talking about timing of your header, um, one thing that most players don't aren't very aware of is you can almost double the height at which you can jump if you can, uh, the better you get at the timing of when you jump. So um, I'd say my ability to flick the ball on has been a pretty, uh, pretty good part of my game that I've had for a while in the sense that I can jump over players and uh, players who happen to be much taller than me. But a big reason for my ability to do that is because of my timing of the ball in the air, not necessarily how high I can actually jump. My vertical isn't that high, but the timing makes and the vertical brings that together. So um, on that one, I'm not sure exactly how best I would say you could go about working on that because I'd say a big reason why I, I'm good at the timing of that is because of the multitude of sports I played growing up. So I was a pole vaulter, which gave me a lot of like depth perception as to kind of taking the pole and going in, as well as long jump and triple jump, which is timing and and your ability to jump out there. So I would say some type of variation of drills that mimic that over a long enough period of time would be your best bet. And then the other side would be um, being strong in the air. Again, timing is more crucial than actual physical strength. Um, the worse your timing is, the stronger you have to be physically to overcome it. So um, if there was one I'd focus on, it'd be timing first. And then from there, um, strength is almost inconsequential, but, um, usually when players are asking me that question, they're asking from the perspective of strength. And that's why I want to refocus you from, refocus you off of strength and focus you on, on timing. Cause you can get a lot more out of that than you can, um, like working on your fitness in the gym. Uh, Minnesota said for me, it's the positioning of stepping up and being in the right place for an area ball. Yep. Timing right? And positioning. Um, if you can, if you can predict where the ball's going to land and you can get to that area before your opponent, um, you can establish, you can establish your base. And then from there, the only way that they're beating you is if they foul you. So that's another way as well too. So like anticipation of where the ball's going to be is a, is another aspect that you could use to overcome someone's ability or timing of, of the ball. So Interesting dynamics. That's why soccer is the beautiful game, man. Like there's so many, there's so many different ways you can play it and all of it starts here in the mind. So it depends on which uh, perspective you want to take and like how you want to tackle it and how, what skills or abilities you particularly have and who you're up against. Uh, Edgar asks, is it true once you sign a pro contract, you can't play NCAA college soccer? Yes, that is true, and that is correct. NC2A is considered an amateur league, and once you have signed a contract for money, you are now a professional, and you can no longer go back down, which is a good and great segue that I go into with younger guys who are good enough or believe they're good enough to go pro, and let's say MLS has a contract offer for them. This is especially for homegrown guys, homegrown players, and young guys who are coming through academies that want to eventually go pro at least in the current state of the U.S. and the college system, 
you, if you are as good as you believe you are at this game, then go to college. And this is why. Go to college because you're going to get yourself a partial scholarship, if not a full-ride scholarship. If you're good enough to go pro, you should be getting yourself a full-ride scholarship. So think about that. One, you have a full-ride scholarship, which means your education is paid for. If you're as good as you think you are, and you're as great as you think you are, you're going to kill it at the college level, which means, um, what's it called? Generation Adidas, or the, the club's going to come from the homegrown, and they're going to pull you up. And what they're going to do is when they offer you that pro contract, it's also going to be tied to uh, paying for your school if and when you decide you want to go back, which is an expense, which will be an expense to you in the future, right? All players tend to think that they're going to play until they're 30, 34, 38, 40 years old. But from a sheer percentage basis, right, from a sheer percentage basis, even if you're good enough to go pro and you sign a pro contract, the likelihood that you play for longer than three years is extremely, extremely low, right? So if you're good enough to play pro and there's a contract offered to you, go to college. At least sign with the college, get the school in the education going, get some games under your belt, because here's another reason why you want to go to college. When you go pro, guess what? You are no longer a kid anymore. You are an adult, and I don't care if you're 15 years old. The second you sign that, that contract, that dotted line, and you're getting paid, you are now in competition with me. And every other person who's older than you, who has a family, kids, and is putting food on their table. And when, uh, when you come in, we're in competition, and I'm not going to make it easy on you. And maybe when you were training with us before you signed that contract, you might have had a false sense of reality as to what it means to be pro. That gets changed real quick the second you sign on that dotted line. Not only that, right? But look at the MLS and how it, how it has behaved at least for the last five, 10 years, right? Young guys, homegrown guys don't get playtime. Right? Like you, you don't get any substantial minutes. So think about it. Think about it really deeply for a second. And I'm glad someone brought this up because uh, this is something that young, young players need to understand. Let's say you're a baller. You've come up through the academy program. You're 17 years old. The professional club wants to give you a contract. They want to sign you to a pro deal. That's great. I mean, you're excited. Everything's good. It sounds perfect and amazing. Right? So you forego your full-ride scholarship to whichever college was willing to bring you in. You sign that contract, and now you join the team. There is no reserve league in MLS right now, right? And what games are you going to get? Aside from training, if you're participating in training, you also understand there's like a 30-man roster. So I see a lot of this, these guys, they don't even make training. They can't, they, they're not that they're not good enough. It's just like other guys are making more money than you. Other guys have more experience than you and other guys are going to play before you. So they're likely to be in the training squad before you as well. So how, how uh, good is it for your development as a player to be sitting on the sideline, watching us train and then watching everyone play on the weekend when you're 17? And then all of a sudden it turns into you're 18 and you didn't get any games and maybe you played in a couple pickup games, um, not even reserve league games with other pros, but like college, you're, you're going to play in college games or you're going to play college players. And then 
year three, then year four, and all of a sudden your contract's up, you're 21 years old, you have zero professional games, zero professional minutes, and the coaching staff that brought you in four years ago is no longer there anymore, and the club is changing direction in in where they're going, who they believe in, or they're looking at the new 17-year-old who just came in, right? Like, that is a story that happens countless, numerous, ridiculous numbers of times, but you never hear about it, you never know about it, because uh, there's no publicity behind that. And why would they want you to understand that or know that before you get into it? Um, you're probably less likely to believe uh, the BS sales pitch. You're also less likely to um, not do your own due diligence and and really understand what you're committing to before you get involved, which is something I think a lot of players in the professional space don't don't dive into enough because they're they're allowing the excitement and the happiness of you know being able to go pro cloud cloud their judgment and then they make short term decisions which affects their long-term prospects. So that's a very good question. I'm glad you brought that up and talked about that because I haven't heard anyone speak about that before. So G-I-S-S-E-L-L-E-O-L-O-L-X. Hey, can you shout me out? Yes, I can, and I just did. So there you go. Um, let's see. Uh, Jordan said, do you like a challenge video or like a week and the person who uploads the best Score or record wins. I like that. I kind of like that. Jordan, I, I like that. So, okay. So if you're joining in on the live and you want an opportunity to win a perfect soccer soccer ball, here's what here's what um, I'll do. So those of you joining on the live, if you want a chance to win a perfect soccer soccer ball, every person, because yeah, so any person who shoots a video of themselves talking about what they've learned from joining the lives or what they've learned from reading the perfect soccer player blueprint or from perfect soccer Ross or myself um, and shoots, you know, a 30 second video giving kind of a testimonial as to what you've learned and why others should check us out or follow or join or whatever. And you post it and you tag at perfect soccer and at Quincy America. So I can see it use the hashtag, Perfect soccer as well too, just in case I can't that falls through because all my notifications go there. If you do that within the next, let's say I'll give you 48 hours. You do that within the next 48 hours because you guys know I do the live replay. So if you do that within the next 48 hours, you will get yourself a perfect soccer soccer ball. Brand spanking new. Brand spanking new. So there you go. That's for the giveaway today. And if you guys like the sound of that, put 100, 100 in the comments. So I know that you guys heard me and all of that was um, good. So I know there, because I'm going to scroll up. I saw there's a couple. I know you should do challenge. Let me see. Minnesota, you're right. Ross has been doing a lot of no space, uh, no room, no space videos, which has been cool for a lot of you who are in the snow and really kind of write that out. So we've got that. K9 Ampton said, what up, Quincy? Just got back from the gym. I wish Ross could do his lives later in the day due to me being at school so I can interact in his lives again. What is your opinion on jumping rope 
for training. You know what, uh, K9 Hampton, I will, I'll connect with Ross and we'll see what we can do. Um, maybe he'll go on live twice a day, once in the morning, once in the afternoon, so we can catch more people. Um, but I'm not sure, because he's out in Chicago anyway, as well, too. So we're, we're figuring at least if he goes on in the morning, uh, that gives a lot of the people who are kind of on the other side of the world and stuff the opportunity to hop on there. And then at the very least, I hop on every Thursday at 6 for a full hour. So um, we'll probably, hopefully, do more lives in, in the future, and we'll try to figure out a schedule that makes it a little bit, a little bit better. Or at the very least... Um, a manner that you guys can continually send your questions in. So on the live, we can just answer. And then when you watch the replay, you can see the answers to the questions that you've, that you've, um, said. So, uh, MLS fan base said, take my money. I want to read it. <laughs> uh, we'll take it and we'll put it to good use. Um, okay. Uh, uh, CJ Mendez asks, I asked Ross this earlier, but I want to ask you, what advice do you have for enduring a long eight to nine month season? Pace yourself. And that can be hard to do because in the short term, you may feel the need to overextend yourself to prove the coach wrong or to, um, to prove yourself wrong or you're just anxious because you've been waiting for your opportunity and it's finally here and you just want to get to it. The biggest thing is, the biggest thing that I've learned, at least from the perspective of a long season, is there's always going to be another game. Which is almost at contrast to what I tell you guys when I say play every game as if it's your last, right? Let me try to break that down in a manner that makes the most sense. Or let me put some context around that, right? So all you can control in any moment is your effort and what you do, right? But you don't want to be so reckless in the short term that it sacrifices your ability to be successful over the long term. So when you're making decisions, you want to make the best decision for where you are now, but also that's in, align in alignment with where you want to be and what's necessary to be where you want to be in the future. And that may sound very difficult to do because it is, and that's something you learn how to do over time with experience, right? So we've talked about it a lot before where I said it starts off with information. I'm giving you guys information. And once I give you enough of it and you have enough information, you make those connections and it turns into a level of knowledge. And where a lot of individuals fall short and, and mess up is because they believe that because they know something, they believe, they think, they know how to do it. Knowing how to do something is completely different, right? So, uh, for instance, when I use the word understand and I ask you, do you understand? Most people say, yeah, Quincy, I understand. That makes sense. And for me, I'm saying, I know it makes sense because the way I said it was meant to make sense. It was, it was uh, sequential. It was logical. But when I'm asking, do you understand? What I really mean is, do you know what to do? So, Word selection is very important, especially with when I'm talking to you guys and what I'm speaking to you about, because a lot of what I'm expressing and speaking to you guys about is rooted in speaking from experience. Experience means I know what to do because I've done it and I've gotten the results and I understand how to go about doing it. I can pass my knowledge down to you, but I can't pass my experience down to you.
And that's something that's very important for um, individuals to understand. Knowledge of something does not mean you know how to do something. And if you can make that connection of knowledge, you'll now know how to apply that knowledge to gain experience over time that you can then self-reflect on and create a plan for making, uh, for, for gaining more knowledge in the future, but leveraging that to create more experience. So hopefully that made sense in a sequential manner for how I built, how I built up my mindset and my mentality over the years. So these are things I've learned through, uh, through experience and applying these uh, ideas over time while playing professional sports. And uh, for me, especially early on in my career, I felt it'd be pointless to do those things if not, if while not also building a platform and an ability to teach this to others so they can see the, the results of it for themselves, right? Because we've talked a lot about this and I talk about this all the time. I'm going to continue to talk about it. Information, knowledge, experience, wisdom, right? It transitions for me, from my perspective, experience becomes wisdom when you're able to um, pass the knowledge of your experience down to others that they can apply and create the same experiences for themselves. So I'm loving this, guys. I'm loving the questions. The quality of the questions and the, the thought and the critical thinking of the community is just getting better and better every day. And I'm, I'm enjoying it. Are you enjoying it? Like, what do you guys think about kind of what, what I just discussed right there? There we go. I've got the hundreds. Yeah, see, and I'm getting better at managing this live. I'm not falling so far behind anymore. If you can give me, um, maybe give me uh, praise hands. If you're if you're you're on board with what I explained, and uh, maybe give me the confused emoji head if what I said was nonsense and it's not making any sense to you. Um. Hey, sorry to interrupt, but if you've enjoyed listening to this episode and learning what it takes to increase your mental strength, well. How would you like to work with me one-on-one -on -one directly? Now you can with B-Pro Mentality. Head over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash B-Pro. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash B-E-P-R-O to apply to work with our network of pro players today. Oh, there we go. YSN, <laughs> there you go. That's what's up, Jordan. Okay, Manuel. You still at official oh, so you still at the hundreds? Nah, I had to scroll up so I could get those other ones, but I'm getting much better at managing this. So, um, I got a question someone had just asked. Ah, okay. MLS Fanbase asked, how was the soccer convention you went to? Did you learn anything new from different people? MLS Fanbase, that is a great question. I learned an awful lot. Um... But I think more than anything, I just made a lot of connections with information I already had access to. So going to that convention was an experience, right? It was a physical analog experience. And I had a lot of digital information that I haven't, I, I didn't know yet what to do with. 
see, the questions are getting good. And I can better convey um, where I'm at in space-time. We could get real deep on, on, on that. But in reference to where I am, so when I say where I am, I mean with reference to where I am in this moment in time physically, also um, in relation to where I believe to myself to be mentally, which is really crazy if you think about it, right? Like if I tell you to imagine your earliest childhood memory and you can picture that in your head right now, and in that moment, I also ask you, where are you right now? How do you answer that question? What perspective do you take in answering that question? Do you take the do you answer that from the perspective of your earliest childhood memory or do you take it from the perspective of where you are now while thinking about where you were then? So taking that a step further, if you're thinking about yourself outside of yourself, looking at yourself while thinking about your earliest memory, where are you now? Those are things I like thinking about. But to, to that point, the reason why I even went down that uh, was because to answer your question, uh, fan base, I had a lot of digital information that I've kind of been um, um, accumulating over time, kind of like stockpiling. Think of it like a, a huge a bank of memes. Let's say you got a, a bunch of fire memes but you're not sure, you don't want to release them yet because you, you don't know. And we're back. Um, let's say you got a, you, I've been stockpiling, so digitally I've been stockpiling a bunch of memes for a long time and kind of set them to the side. I was like, okay, I know these are good and I, I know I'm going to do, I know they're valuable and I know I'm going to do something with them eventually in the future, but I'm not quite sure yet. The soccer convention was the experience that I needed to have to fully grasp and understand where and how I'm going to release these fire memes and how to do it. So the convention was a very positive, great experience. I think um, I learned that Ross has learned quite a lot in this process so far in this last year of really, you know, really fully dedicating to the brand and getting going. So I'm very excited with that. I also learned a lot about our team. So you guys know we've got a team of nine people who are who are busy away helping me build this brand, build what we've got going in the background. And um, there's a lot of great stuff that we will be releasing here in these next couple of weeks that people just aren't ready for. And by that, I mean, they just aren't going to understand how we just, we're coming with all this heat so quickly. So I'm excited about that. And uh, that's why I love having you guys on the live and kind of giving you the behind the scenes on where we're at with all of that. Um, official meme said, uh, wait, hold up. It's not a contest. Like if we just do the video and we all get a free ball. Well, the contest, you're right. It isn't a contest. That doesn't make it a contest. It just makes it a giveaway, and that's what it is. So I'm gonna give them away if you do that. And the contest, let's say, okay, ha, ah, contest. Hmm. I'm gonna think about that more. I'm gonna turn it into a contest as well too. See, and that's me doing too much again. But hey, 
I love you guys being on the calls and having a good time with me, so I overdo it. So you guys already know, the ones who join in and are dedicated to the brand and rock with me tend to reap the rewards and benefit of doing so. Um, let's see. Okay, Adorable Birth asks, do you think there's a difference between females and males playing soccer in terms of, in terms of fan base or skills and intensity? Um, yes, there is a difference. There, there clearly is a difference because we play, there's the men's and there's the women's. So, um, I need to understand what specifically, like within the context of it, that you're wanting to understand or have my insight on further. So if you want to give me more context, I could, I could possibly go deeper into that. But yeah, there is, there is a difference. Um, a dot Nunez 10 shout out complete, uh, Masquez asked, where am I from? I'm from, uh, born and raised in Bakersfield, California, but I am, um, Nigerian, German and native American. Um, official memes asked who started perfect soccer, Quincy, Ross, Mark, and how did they recruit the others? So, uh, perfect soccer, I would say I started perfect soccer, but I started it by learning about Ross's college soccer recruiting process. So uh, for any of you who have you know, read our articles, known the brand for a little while, um, I went the total complete wrong way uh, in, in uh, putting myself in the best position to get recruited at the college level to the point that I did not get seen. I never got, I didn't get seen or recruited or offered a scholarship until the last game of my last tournament of my youth soccer career. 100,000% the way you do not want to go about it. Uh, the fact that I got seen came down strictly to luck. And um, from that, I ended up going to college. Where on the reverse, Ross was preparing from like 12 years old, 11 years old. He knew he wanted to play college soccer. So him and his mom sat down and planned out and did anything and everything they possibly could to best prepare and put himself in a position to be seen as, by as many coaches as possible. And Ross, by the time he was a senior in high school, had over 25 college recruiting offers. And what's also dope, with the soccer convention back in Chicago, so you guys know uh, Ross is based in Chicago, um, I had Ross go through his old uh, folders and files, and he was able to find handwritten letters and notes that he was sending out to co college coaches back when he was in high school. And um, I got that here on uh, the vlog phone. So when I start get when I get the vlog back up, you guys um, will be able to see all of that and we're going to piece that all together. So the, the, the best thing about all this is we only are teaching and telling you guys to do things that we did or things that we wish we did based on what we didn't do. And uh, we're only speaking through our own personal experience. And if anyone's trying to teach you how to do something without having done it for themselves, I'm not saying that they can't teach you, you can't learn anything. I'm just saying apply what they're saying in your own life and then find out if it's true or not rather than um, blindly believing that because something sounds good that it means it's true. Critically think not only for yourself and what you're watching or what you're reading or what you're doing, also with what we're telling you and what we're saying, right? Um, nothing that I'm saying, I, I'm telling you guys to do, I don't expect you to apply the same thing when it comes to us as well, or to me, or a brand, or what we're doing. Critical thinkers. MSL, guys.
MSL. Uh, bringing that all back around. When I met Ross in 2010 and I heard his story, I told him, hey, man, that's a book. We need to write a book. And from there, I'll build the business. Just that book is all we need. And then from there, we can go. And the very first book that we wrote was The Ultimate College Soccer Recruiting Blueprint, which you also get when you get a copy of our book. Guess what? You get that book as well, too. Um, if you didn't know, uh, perfectsoccerskills.com slash book. But that was the springboard for everything else. So from there, we built Perfect Soccer Skills Academy, which is our online digital training center, which also, if you guys didn't know about that, is perfectsoccerskills.com slash PSSA. That's like our um, a digital version of our individual one-on-one coaching uh, course Ross and I did together back when I was with Chicago, and Benji Hoya even uh, joined us in on that as well, too, if you guys know him. Um, what else? And then when we, I came back to San Jose, that's where I was locker mates with Mark Pelosi. And through there, I learned his story and his injury, right? Uh, Mark and I both had very bad knee injuries, so we were rehabbing together. And while we did that, we ended up partnering on um, some real estate deals. And now we're pr pretty much we're partners in um, many business endeavors, and one of them being Perfect Soccer. So he came on board. He's gone through our stuff. He's helped us you know, refine what we've got going and added to it based on his experience and knowledge. And uh, he brought on Ryan. So Ryan has joined the team as well too. So, and he's helping us build out our individual training division, B Pro. We're also putting together a soccer mentors program, guys. So you can get some individual, um, you know, one-on-one -on -one consultation, uh, mentorship, and uh, a soccer plan created specifically and, and training program created specifically to you, where you are, and what your ambition and goals are. So like I said, there's a lot of stuff that I haven't, we haven't yet like launched or announced. And the fact, when you join the lives, you get to find out about all this stuff before everybody else. So um, yeah, I'm juiced about that. That's a great question, but that's how it started, and that's how we've been recruiting guys, and that's how guys have been joining the team, and that's how we've been refining our book and creating better products um, over time and just you know, getting your guys' feedback, learning what you're wanting to understand, figuring out where you're falling short because you're not quite looking at it um, in the best way possible or uh, not, in, with the be not in a manner that will give you the, the largest number of opportunities. So... To also tie that into my experience, I realized in college the mistakes I made in high school. So that's why I knew how to navigate not making that mistake again, right? I realized I wasted time and didn't do the right things in high school, which is why I had very limited opportunity in college. And while I was in college, that's where and how I learned to make sure that I wouldn't do that again. So when pro became an option and I did go pro, I was looking at it from a perspective that most players, especially 10 years ago in the league, were not looking at their professional soccer careers. And that's why perfect soccer exists, right? Because of the perspective I took when I first joined the league 10 years ago. So what you guys are seeing today is not what we're doing today. What you're seeing today is the result of what started 10 years ago, which is a great transition into another level of MSL I'd like to share with you guys, okay? Most individuals believe that where they are in this moment, so where you are 
right now, like watching this live, is because of what you did 10 minutes ago. Like you're like, oh, I walked in the room and I sat here and that's why I'm on the live or I joined it. Um, but that's a very narrow, narrow perspective, right? If you zoom out, in order to get into the room to sit in the chair that you're at, you had to wake up in the morning. And in order to be able to wake up in the morning, you had to have eaten food the day before and gone to sleep. And before you could have done that, you had to have put yourself in a position to have a phone and connection to internet so you could go to sleep and wake up in the morning and then to get on the live and then, then to be here, right? The reason why I'm saying that is because what you're seeing now, what you're experiencing in this moment is the result of decisions you made in the past. So the best way I'm, I've been able to think of in conveying it is based on how far out you can plan and project yourself into the future and take actions today, um, the results that you'll see in front of your face um, is, is, is on delay, right? So it's like if... Um, if you're watching live TV, you know how they say, oh, it, it's a delay. So let's say someone someone cursed, so but they put it on a five-minute delay. So in that five minutes, they went and put a, a sensor in that. So by the time you received it, you didn't hear the actual message that came through, right? That's the same way in which I look at how we're experiencing life, right? The decisions I made a week ago are the reasons why I'm able to do what I'm doing right now or where I am. But more more importantly, the decisions I made six years ago have put me in the position to be able to do this now. So how far ahead are you planning and how, how, um, how committed are you to taking the little steps necessary so that in the future you can see what it is you can't see now? Okay. So just because your circumstances or situation, um, in this moment is maybe difficult or seems impossible or no one believes in you, or they think it's, it's not possible, or you think it's not possible. Well, if you think it's not possible, then that's 100, 1,000% true. It isn't, and it never will be until you first have to take the first step in believing it's possible, right? Maybe it's not possible today. Maybe it's possible 10 years from now, but you need to be able to project yourself 10 years into the future, know what is possible or believe what you believe to be possible for, for yourself, and then work backwards from there and break down whatever goal it is, wherever you want to be, wherever you want to see yourself, down to the step you need to take today to move forward towards your goals, right? So what is the, what is the you know, you got to wake up. Then you got to brush your teeth. Then you got to uh, eat something. You got to eat something. But in that moment, when you make a decision of what you eat, if you turn and eat those donuts, maybe today it doesn't affect you. But if you eat those donuts every single day, six months from now, the delay, you will now see yourself gaining weight. You didn't gain weight today, right? You gained weight because of the little decisions you made over the six months of time. So the delay is the weight. The results are delayed. And that's what you really need to understand. Delayed gratification, delayed consequences, everything is delayed. And it's the results of the decisions you're making or not making, conscious or unconscious.
So the simplest way that I can convey what I'm saying is when you're making a choice or making a decision or choosing to do something or choosing not to do something, do so with purpose. Have purpose in what you do. And if you don't have purpose and you don't know what your purpose is, that should be your purpose. Figuring out what you want to do, what you want to achieve. And let me, I'll give you even more of an example of how you can go about doing that. Like you said, like, well, Quincy, that's a tall order. Like, I don't know what my purpose is. I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do in life right now, or I don't, okay. Project yourself out 10 years from now and ask yourself, if you could paint the picture of what your life looks like, what would you want to be able to say you're capable of doing 10 years from now, right? So for instance, I want to be able to make decisions without money being a reason why I can or can't do something, okay? I want to wake up every morning and be happy with where I am or what I get to do, okay? That's a goal. I want to be able to say that I've established great relationships with my friends and family. I want to be able to say that if I haven't yet achieved my goals, I'm confident that I will eventually, right? Those aren't huge, like I'm, I wanna save the world or I need to do this or that, right? That is doable, everybody can do that. So from there, you create a plan and you work backwards and you say, okay, what are things that I need to do? What are things that I need to learn? What are things I need to study? Who are the types of people I need to listen to or follow or learn from? that can help me make decisions with purpose to see that ideal self of me in the future come to fruition, okay? So that's how you do it. So when I say, do you understand me? You can now answer with, yes, I know what to do. Not, yes, that makes sense. Let's see what we got. And guys, uh, Tom, Tommy Thompson joined the live. You already know we getting deep out here, Tommy. Tommy knows he got uh, he got plenty of me in the locker locker room back in San Jose. Uh, guys, I've probably got like five minutes left before Instagram's gonna kick me off here because I'm limited to an hour. So let's see what we got. Steve asked, "Has a team signed me yet?" No, not yet. They have not. I'm still free agent out here, free in these streets, running wild, running free. But we'll see. You know, talks are talks until there's a, a contract in place, and uh, there's ups and downs of your career, and you just learn to to go with it. There are people who have their ideas and thoughts as to who you are or aren't, what you are or are not capable of, and um, it's interesting to see how those dynamics play out over time uh, as people get intimidated or scared or have insecurities about about their competition. That's really what it is. I mean, at this level, you're in competition with everyone all the time, and um, people do crazy things. Do you think there is a high chance of becoming pro in Europe? Um, I guess it depends on what level of pro you're talking about in Europe. I'd say it's probably a higher likelihood that you go pro in Europe than you do in the States. And I'd only say that because there's like hundreds more teams in Europe than there is in, in the U.S. Um, 
Let's see. So let's scroll up because you guys know I fall behind. Um, official meme said no more conspiracies. Oh, I've got plenty of conspiracies. I got plenty of conspiracies. But there's another good one that I was thinking of the other day. Maybe I'll maybe I'll sit down and build that one out as well too. I think better ones would be if uh, you guys start sending in what you what your conspiracies are. What are you thinking? What do you think's going on? What do you think's happening in the league? What do you think's actually happening versus what's being told? We could go deep on those. Those are pretty cool. Uh, Trevor asked, "What was your reaction to your first pro contract?" My first reaction was, my first reaction from the perspective of business, I was like, yo, this is dope because I I get what is a full-time salary. And I, I put full-time in, in parentheses because it's not a full-time professional salary. I think my first contract was for $34,000 a year. Um, it was a semi-guaranteed contract, which meant uh, the club could, could cut me at any point in time for the first six months of my contract without pay. And they would still retain my rights, which meant, and get this, if uh, if the team had cut me, let's say they signed me on day one and they cut me on day two, they'd only pay me for day one, prorated, so I'd get like, you know, 30 bucks. <laughs> and then they would retain my rights. So let's say a month passes and I go to Europe and I find a team that wants to sign me. And the team's going to sign me. But before they do, they have to get my, uh, my uh, official papers and they would have to go back to my previous club who who cut me and ask me for the papers. And at that point in time, the club could then say, oh, yeah, Quincy? No, oh, we need a transfer fee of $100,000 for him. Even though I'm not under contract and even though I'm uh, not with the club anymore, that was the first contract that I had. That was that was a sta that was standard across the league uh, 10 years ago. Um, time, uh, contracts and stuff have changed since then. But at that time, I was thinking about it in terms of, from the business side, because there was no guarantee that I get to play for very long, and um, the semi-guaranteed nature of it wasn't one that was that gave you any confidence in in the long term from that perspective. But what I knew it allowed me to do was um, have a full-time salary uh, with part-time uh, commitment. So I would spend the remaining hours of my time the second I left uh, left training building. Uh, building my businesses and working on my on my future, and that's what's carried on for the ten years of my career. And you see, you know, Perfect Soccer is one of those businesses, and uh, I'm very happy with those decisions that I made ten years ago and what I've made on a consistent basis since then, and uh, the relationships and conversations I've had with people over the course of my career. And I think to that point, we are now seeing the results on delay of decisions I made years and years and years ago. So it's cool to um, experience that and share that with you guys. Let's see. So I've got, I probably got like, I've got a minute left, two minutes left. Uh, whoa, so, <laughs> whoa, so motivational. I feel like going on a 10 mile run now. Well, don't go if you're not used to running ten miles. Don't go on a ten mile run. But I appreciate the kind words. Um, Jordan asks, "Why do some people have to work harder than others for less results?" Example: Messi versus Ronaldo. Ronaldo had to work two times harder to be at the same level. Um, there's different types of work as well, too. Um, let's say let's say Messi had to work five times harder on an emotional level than Ronaldo did 
and Ronaldo had to work two times harder on a physical level. So it really depends on the perspective you want to take. I do understand what you're asking, but to assume that someone else worked harder or didn't work harder based on your um, your perspective of what effort is, I think is a mistake. Because like I continue to let you guys know, you can only can control what you can control. But I don't want to cop out on that answer. Uh, I believe some people have to work harder because some people just don't have the same advantages as other people. And that's just life. You know, everyone would agree that life isn't fair. But when it's not when it's unfair for them, they don't like the game anymore. Right. I want you to understand that you have advantages, but you also and you have disadvantages and everyone does. And some are completely out of whack and not fair and others are also completely out of whack and unfair, but in your favor. So unless you're as equally um, angry when things go your way as when they don't go your way, you should never complain about where you are, or what you do or don't have. Be thankful for what you have, be grateful for what you have, and come from a, a perspective of gratitude and you're really going to enjoy life a lot more. Guys, I've got 30 seconds before it cuts me off. It's probably going to cut me off before I even get to that. I appreciate having you guys on the live. As always, I'm here every Thursday at 6 p.m. PST. Um, like I said, for the giveaway of the balls, you already know what to do. If you join me on the live, you know what to do. So go ahead and do that. Head over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash book and be on the lookout for our soccer mentorship program, our one-on-one -on -one trainings that are coming out, our apparel, all of our stuff over on the Perfect Soccer, uh, perfectsoccerskills.com store. I appreciate you guys. Thank you very much. I will see you next week. Quincy Ameriqua here, and thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to share it with someone you feel will get some value from it. And if you could take a moment to leave a review of our podcast wherever you're listening and let us know who you would like us to interview next, we'll get working on it right away. You can re-listen to this episode and all our other interviews, episodes, and audio shows over at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash P-S-T-M. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash P-S-T-M to enter to win for free today. Thanks again, and see you guys in the next episode. Thank <laughs> you.